Hi, I'm Anna-Claire Harper, and you're listening to The Return, property and investment podcast, sharing insights and information on key topics from real estate technology to sustainability. Feel free to get in touch or follow recent news by connecting on LinkedIn, Anna-Claire Harper. Hi, and welcome to The Return, property and investment podcast. I'm Anna, and in this episode, I'm joined by the managing director of the UK's leading modular construction company, Reds10 who is also the founder of an award-winning construction apprenticeship scheme, K10, Pete, the program manager for K10, and George, one of the apprentices on the scheme. So this scheme has helped more than 2,000 young people gain the skills and support that they need to make their way in life more successfully. And so we're really privileged to be joined by these guys and hear more about the scheme. Welcome, everyone. Thank you for joining me. Thank you. Thank you very much. So firstly, Paul, let's start with this. Can you explain what K10 even is and why you started it? <laughs> Better words than I do. So. Yeah, sure. Um, so K10 was started in 2010 uh, and it was um, started really out of uh, frustration. Um, myself and another colleague got together and we said, why aren't there more young people in London being trained on construction sites and apprentices? And when we delved into it, is that the come well the industry structurally against young young people. So if you think about it, is the main contractors don't employ anyone anymore. They have subcontractors upon subcontractors, uh, and those main contractors have obligation to employ apprentices, but you know they they don't do it. So we um, we started K10, and it's called a, an apprenticeship training agency, which in effect is that uh, K10 will go and find young people from Hackney or Newham or whatever borough in London. Uh, we'll employ them directly. Uh, and then we'd farm them out, farm them out to different subcontractors. So if you think about a subcontractor in Hackney uh, was working, say, a bricklayer, we had a five-month contract there. They're not going to take a young Hackney person on for two years because their job isn't done it. So what we do is we give them an apprentice for five months. They give them back to us, and then we go and work with another contractor. Uh, and basically, we're just a neutral platform. So we work with all the main contractors in London, we work with all the subcontractors in London, and all the main developers in London. Uh, and we just enable young people to get that um, apprentice opportunity. Along with that, we also give the apprentice uh, kind of wraparound pastoral care. Um, so a lot of them come from uh, backgrounds or environments where um, going on to construction sites is quite a kind of frightening experience, yeah. uh, especially in the first three to six months. Uh, and we also manage all the um, college uh, and any other issues they've got as well. It's a social enterprise. Um, as you say, we've helped over 2,000 young people. We work with Heathrow Airport, we've worked in Olympic Park, we've worked with all the mine developers, King's Cross, and we kind of almost the de facto um, apprenticeship provider for construction in, in London now. It's not a profitable business. It's kind of, it kind of literally wipes its nose in terms of turnover, but um, we believe we give back um, and to go alongside my construction company, it's kind of gives me the most satisfaction. Yeah, yeah, it's fantastic. And I think, like you say, property is known for being quite a sort of money focused industry and if all of the people who could employ apprentices are focused on the bottom line yeah I mean, something to bring it's, down that. it's interesting though because most people want to take on apprentices you know most senior site managers were an apprentice themselves at some point but in the past it's been too easy for people just to pick up the phone to a recruitment company and say can i get six six guys down here unskilled or skilled mm -hmm. and we haven't had to invest in an apprentices and you know we, we just give a, an easy mechanism to make it work mm. uh, sadly some of the big main contractors still don't want to do it you know they'll, they'll say they do it but they don't do it and yeah. they kind of but we kind of take away that excuse in effect so we work closely with local authorities um, who, who've got apprenticeship targets 
uh, and we, we we help them deliver their kind of outputs. Well, I think that relates very closely to one of the questions I wanted to ask you first and to all of you is there's said to be a skills shortage as one of the greatest problems in construction and actually in the property industry restricting further supply what from your perspective why is this the case and um, what's the root of the problem i think the main root of the problem is really education um, and kind of introducing people to the industry uh, historically construction has not been seen as an industry um, that people really want to get their kids into and uh, and really develop into and that mainly comes from the schools i mean when i went to school construction wasn't really a topic that i was taught um, and the trades and and the management side that goes with it wasn't really a, a topic of discussion. And so I think we need to change that in, a, in order to make sure that people who are looking for roles see construction as a, as a good way to go forward and yeah. get into the industry and, um, and make a career out of it because there is good money to be made and there is progression to be seen um, going forward. What do you think? Yeah, uh, I can add to that. Right, um, I'm George. I'm an apprentice site manager with K10. I'm currently working with a company called McLaren. Uh, we're building a hotel in King's Cross and I'm doing a level three in a site management course at college. Awesome. And so you're 12 months into... Yeah, uh, 12 months into uh, my college course, which is a 24-month programme. And after that, I'd be looking to go on to complete in a higher course uh, and then hopefully working my way up the construction ladder. Awesome. Um, what about you? So I'm Peter Bannister, um, I'm a senior apprenticeship uh, program manager at K10 um, and my role is to um, recruit apprentices onto the scheme, uh, liaise with contractors um, to make sure that we've got placements for these guys. Once they're placed, uh, as, as Paul's mentioned before, we're the employer um, and so it's my job to make sure that them, uh, them guys get the pastoral care needed um, to make sure that they, they go into college, go into work, make sure that the work they're doing on site relates to the work they're doing in college um, and to make sure that they get through their apprenticeship programme um, successfully and in, in, the, in a good amount of time. Awesome. And how, how well does that work? What, what are your stats? And um, so, <laughs> well, <we're on> <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. so, so very well is the answer. And uh, we've currently got a, a, about a 30% higher completion rate uh, than the industry standard, um, which is obviously really good. And I think that's uh, mainly due to the fact that we, we offer that pastoral care and, uh, and the bits that go alongside uh, apprentice and all of the guys that we're looking after are, are young and, uh, and susceptible to changes uh, in their lives. And having that, that additional care to ensure that they can get past their apprenticeships is, is really important. Okay. Um, so, the question that I was going to ask you before, um, so skill shortage, if that's one of the biggest problems in the construction sector and then as a result, the property industry, from your different perspectives, why is it the case and what's the result? Well, from my perspective, being at school a few years ago, you don't really get taught about construction, it's not anything that gets brought up at all in school, so you, when you're a young person you don't really know much about it. Uh, and the only way you do get into it is through uh, things like K10, through advertisements like that. So you don't really get taught about it at school or anything like that. So it's a bit of a new experience when you finally find out about it. So it is quite a worrying thing at first. But with, for example, K10, they offer you support uh, and show you the ropes from there. How did you find out about K10? Uh, so I had a friend who worked for K10 before I did. He was a dry liner and uh, he introduced me to Peter 
uh, and I met Peter and then from there we basically ran over what options I had if I wanted to go into construction and he ran me through the basics of it, uh, introduced me to instruction and what it was, taught me what it was and then I found out that it was the path that I'd like to go down and then from there uh, it's gone forward. So, so from my point of view, I, the, the industry doesn't sell itself very yeah, well. Yeah. And but also, going back to my previous point, is it hasn't had to sell itself very, very well. You know, mm. with all the kind of immigrant labour that's come in the last ten years, the labour's been there just to pick up the phone and, and call on it. With Brexit, that's all changing, and I'm a big believer in market forces. So, we kind of see, we are seeing at K10, there's more of a lead to we need to get young people in the industry and, and go out there. We were just talking before we started that um, retail, for example. So, probably 80 percent of our applicants come are in retail already. So, mm -hmm. a sports direct, because retail got much better process in place to say, look, you know, if you want to work for these organisations, you go online, you make these me applications, and 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 this is a lot easier. So, I think the industry got to get that together. Um, in terms of going out there and reaching them, but they, they need to be driven to do that through market forces. Yeah. Um, and I think um, we need to make aware of the opportunities in construction. Yeah. So everyone talks about construction straight away, they think a carpenter or a bricklayer, but you know, there's architectures, there's structural, there's site management mm -hmm. like George, there's logistics. Computer d design is changing the whole industry. So the young youngsters coming in who can work computers now are, are literally kind of completely changing. So I think it's an exciting time for construction. And I hear everyone saying, oh, there's a skill shortage, but I just think it's an opportunity uh, to get some kind of new blood into the industry. Yeah, well, exactly. And and like we said, it's not actually a shortage of skills in any part of the UK. There's a shortage of education and support, right? And to help people along, along the way. A shortage of skills is a failure of the education system. <laughs> yeah, and it's also attracting different demographics into mm. the industry as well, um, which I think beforehand it was kind of, okay, it's seen as not kind of... Kind of young white men doing doing construction, well, that's yeah, changing, yeah, yeah. completely in London, and um, you know we need to get into different kind of um, areas to kind of attract those people in. Mm -hmm. So um, I'm a big believer in helping to try and even out the difference between the haves and have-nots, and I think one of the greatest ways to rebalance this is through what apprenticeships offer. It would be great to hear more about your story specifically and how it works in practice. For example, what would you be doing otherwise? Um, what are your other friends that, when you started this programme, what are they up to and how has it affected your life um, and your future potential? Well? So um, before I started with Kate and I was working with a storage company uh, and I was a, I was a salesperson with them and and you were what, for context, you were about 18 at that yeah, point? I yeah, I was uh, 18 and it was, I didn't have much to go into. There wasn't much progress that I could do with the company that I was working with. And it was very basic jobs that I was doing. And then, like I said, one of my friends referred me to KTEM and I got introduced to Peter. Peter showed me the ropes of all of the construction skills. And it's a similar situation with most of my friends, actually, but one of them was a personal trainer before. Uh, one of them, they were selling newspapers. Um, and it was from two of my friends, they got referred over. We both got referred over by the same person because they thought it would be something that we'd be interested in. Uh, and both of us had no idea about construction before that. Uh, and it, this was our first construction job. And then we got referred over and then got taught everything that we needed to know 
learnt the basics and understanding about construction and what it is and um, got the support that we needed and then from there we realised that this was what we wanted to do uh, and from there on we've gone to the, our college courses and from there it's just gone from there. Now you're one of the top performing apprentices. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to say so. On a, on a wider scale, then. That's, that, I mean, that's amazing. That's really great. So it obviously makes a big difference to the feeling of a potential, but also like your actual potential there. Yeah. But, um, but, the, but the, the journey George is on, as means he's assistant site manager now, you know, get qualified as apprenticeship. If he does well, they put him through university, become senior site management, you know, and he's gone on that trajectory where, you know, unless he, Five, six, seven years time, it could be sixty, seventy thousand pound salary. You know, which, which from from which not knowing about in any yeah. industry, and a lot of the kind of traditional construction, it was kind of a lot of it was kind of family related. So your father or your uncle was in construction. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Interesting about George, he had no background, no information about construction. Mm -hmm. and our challenge at K10 is to get to the young people like George mm -hmm. and, and get them into the industry because yeah. it's an exciting, vibrant industry. There's so much going on. No two days are the same. Well, I'm assuming that for you, George, it, um, you know, there's a lot happening. So it's getting that kind of excitement and opportunity aware. And But also it's very hard for someone like George to actually get that opportunity without a K-10. You know, where would he go? You yeah. know, who, do you, yeah. who do you speak to? How, how you never get to speak to the parents yeah. in your life? You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And that's, that's what we offer. Yeah. And we're kind of removing a bridge. Because McLaren's the construction, they need something, they need George, mm. but they don't, they've got no idea how to go and find George. That access. Yeah. And that's kind of, that's what we are, that kind of bridge. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. I think there's a, a, a good point there about having access and a lot of the contractors that we're working with, uh, especially the subcontractors are from outside of London and their jobs will be so transient that they're around uh, the UK uh, as work pops up. So. They have all the will in the world to take an apprentice, but actually that apprentice, if they were to stay with that company, would need to move around a very wide distance and, and that financially uh, and and travel-wise would be very difficult for them to do. Mm -hmm. So making that link um, to make sure that that apprentice is employed within their home borough but with different contractors mm -hmm. uh, is essential to making sure that these guys get qualified and, and have a good experience. I mean, that's the other issue about structural challenges for construction. So a lot of the subcontractors have no internal HR departments, mm. they have no finance departments. So it's usually run by the manager and site foreman and do that. So for them to go out and firstly find George, give George three, four weeks preparation. So he's ready to go on construction site, put one of his health and safety tickets, prepare and go, you're going on construction site. This is what you're yeah. going to experience. This is going to speak to. There's none of that in place. Mm. So, you know, it's no... It's no shock that it fails when they, they put someone on the construction site. It's completely alien environment. So, oh, you know, what's going on here? Mm. So, again, this is why kind of a scheme like ours is needed to kind of provide that bridge between, you know, for George getting on this, onto the construction site, but also the subcontractors and contractors to find George and people like him. Sounds brilliant. What the um so, and were there any other kind of common themes amongst young people, for example, I suppose the, in terms of the impact it's made to their lives and their families' lives? Because obviously, like you just said, on a 60 to 70k a year salary, you can suddenly provide for a whole yeah. family. Whereas if you were still working, for example, in the uh, previous, in the original job, mm. it would be very, presumably very hard to do that. And it kind of opens up the bigger part of life. Mm. Yeah. It, what are so the I think, I think that, that kind of wage increase isn't isn't un, unreasonable to assume either. Uh, we, we we have guys who apprentices who complete with us in, in recent years who who get back in contact and kind of 
and I've now moved up into the industry and now supervisors and site managers and project managers uh, on, on incredibly good wages. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of where we want to get to with it. That's, um, that's, that's, one, of, that's one of the benefits of skill shortages. If you can't make it, yeah. you get paid really well. Yeah. yeah. And, um, you know, the industry, you say £1 in 10 is spent in construction in, in the UK, employs 1 in 10 yeah. people. Oh, in the employment side of it? Yeah. Mm, you know, construction related. And it's kind of, you know, the opportunities there and getting kind of youngsters into that opportunity is, is, is how it works. And I think a lot of the youngsters, what we offer compared to other industries is career progression. Mm-hmm. You know, so, you know, I keep going back to retail and sports direct and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. they could stay there and they can maybe go on a decent wage, but they'll just stay there. You know, where, where's their progression? But, uh, you know, it's getting that message over an opportunity over to the youngsters and getting them interested in construction. Yeah. Because there is a flip side of construction. It, it's, it's long hours, it's hard work. You know, in the middle of winter, George is up at seven in the morning, he's on a construction site. Mm-hmm. Great in the summer, but in the winter. You've got a heated jacket. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One of those ones that you click on, it's like, yeah. Yeah. great, <laughs> so good. <laughs> but, but um, you know, that, that is, a, is a commitment. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, and, and one of the, um, so we have quite a big screening process, which we spoke about in three to four yeah. weeks, because you know a lot of subcontractors or contractors don't really want to do it. They've been made to do it by planning obligations, whatever. And the worst thing that happened to us is that we give them someone, a young person, and after three or four days, the person says, oh, I don't really like it, I don't want to do it anymore. Mm-hmm. And we've lost that opportunity for someone else. So one of the reasons we do that big three to four week screening process or kind of make them fully aware of what they're entering into is to make sure we don't lose that opportunity. And you're investing in their future. Yeah. When you yeah. when you make a decision yeah, yeah. and you filter through a list of yeah. candidates. Yeah. And it's important for the, the contractors, if we give them or supply them with guys who are ready to go on site once they've done their screening mm-hmm. process, they will then come back to us for more for more apprentices later. They'll have instead of the as a apprenticeships and construction are almost kind of a dirty word sometimes. Whereas making sure if you give them the right people who've got the right skills and the right knowledge that then when they go on to site they know what, why they're there and what to do and all the rest of it they will then them contractors just kind of changing their opinions and they, they will then come back for more apprentices uh, in the future you basically got a branding exercise on all sides <laughs> yeah i mean it's we talk about it, it's you don't like to talk about it, but it's the quality of our product yeah, yeah. you know so so product to the apprentices is the kind of pastoral journey we're given and we're you know, if George is having a hard time on site with someone or whatever, a site supervisor, if he wasn't through a KT scheme, he'd have nowhere to go. But he can come back to Pete, and if it's an issue, Pete can then speak to the guy's boss and yeah. sort that out. But also from the contractor and subcontractor's quality of product is that we're giving them a good young person that they can use and mould and take into their business. I mean, I've, I've got a construction business, but people forget you can, you know, as a, as a commercial, you can make money out of young people. You know, because if you take them in young and they end up working hard and, and go, but... People have just forgot how to invest in youngsters mm-hmm. and part of their business process, and it's kind of. I think it's starting to change. I, I really do. But it's been it's been a long ten years we've been doing this, mm. you know. And, you know, we just we're just working with Heathrow at the moment, and um, you know they made a big commitment in terms of apprentices, and they're working really closely with us, and they're taking the kind of the thought leadership in the industry. Another big infrastructure projects will follow. Um, yeah, and that, you know, there's everyone wants to do it, but. For reasons that we spoke about earlier on, there's kind of lots of barriers and reasons why it doesn't work. Um, and we think through our scheme and through Pete and his team, um, we, we, we think we've kind of cracked it. Yeah. So you're mainly focused, K10 is mainly focused in London, um, specifically target more unemployed people. Yeah. Um, but the problems of unemployment as a people 
at the people level and construction uh, skills shortage in the industry and national. So what else can be done to help solve this issue more broadly? these issues? I think a heavier focus from the government on the apprenticeship um, route, definitely. Uh, I think there's, uh, for a number of years, especially when I was um, sort of looking at my options, university was really the only real option that was that was pushed by both my school um, and, and really probably my parents as well. And and in hindsight, doing them four years in, in university and working or working in retail during them times, probably would have been better spent if I'd actually been training and working at the same time to get into the industry so but that needs to come from a government level and investment in in the colleges which um are normally quite relatively difficult and underfunded uh, unfun underfunded um needs to happen uh, to make sure that when a contractor wants to take an apprentice it's a smooth process instead of being very convoluted and complex and, uh, and different levies involved especially in construction you've got two separate levies uh, involved when you're taking an apprentice that makes it hard to, to get your head around. And if you're running a construction business, especially if you're a subcontractor and you don't have an HR department or a finance department, just having to spend all that time to work out how I take an apprentice and what course to put them on mm. and where the college is based and how that logistically works for that company is difficult and, and, and the government needs to work and the college needs to work to simplify that. And um, George, what do you think about that? I mean, if you were looking at other people you've known or been to school with or whatever who might have been apprentices or they might have gone down another route what could have been done to help the ones who've gone down a less positive route yeah no i agree with pete when um you just finish your secondary school your main thought straight away is to go college and follow the route to go to university there's not really many people that would say to you oh yeah an apprenticeship's one of the best options i think now it's changing a lot more and people are starting to uh, sway to the apprenticeship side of things which I think is the best option in my personal opinion but when you're initially finishing you don't get many people that would say uh, an apprenticeship is the best option especially construction because not many people uh, would have gone into an apprenticeship in construction at the start but like I said the families as well um, they tend to think that university is the best option so you tend to get families trying to persuade you to go to college, follow that path. But me personally, I think the apprenticeship's the best option because you get um, you learn at the same time as gaining experience. For example, on construction, you're learning at the same time as being on site uh, and learning everything to do with the job itself. Yeah, that's pretty powerful. So even if you read a book about construction until you've been on a construction site, it's irrelevant. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> you just don't know what's yeah. going to hit you, right? Yeah. You can't, yeah, you can't prepare by sitting in a, in a study room or whatever about yeah. construction yeah. site. Because <laughs> there's so many different variables in terms of personalities, roles, responsibilities. You know, you know think every day is different because you're diff building a different part of the building because yeah. it's, it's, yeah. it's going through yeah. a different, different process. And... Construction is an industry of experience. You know, there's no shortcut in construction. You need, you need to go through, you need to build 10 buildings or whatever and I'm going to do it. There's no, there's no shortcut. And um, that's why I think apprenticeships for young people in the industry are, are great. And um, I, I think also with, so with the advent of 3D design and IT, it's, they're, they're even more needed. Yeah. And from what you said earlier, it sounds like that may be a way to help rebalance the kind of, social imbalances, I suppose, for example, in 
gender or race or the backgrounds that people have and a little imbalance and you've done a lot to resolve that but as things get more more technical maybe less less about just pure um muscle power maybe that can or or what it, i mean yeah words yeah, I think the... Um, Not a very succinct <clears throat> question, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. I think, um, you know, everyone talks about skill shortages and they're saying that 40% of the industry's workforce can be lost in the 10 years because, you know, last 20, 30 years we haven't taken anyone on and how are we going to survive? But technology through design and whatever is kind of getting getting through that now. So actually they're kind of dumbing down construction in effect. So it's much more kind of bolt and fix and assembly on a construction site. It's made in factories and there's a whole off-site agenda, which we spoke yeah, about yeah, in our yeah. previous po- podcast. So I think um, even in my business, um, you know, I'm employing a lot more youngsters to do my design, um, integration, classification. It's all, it's all computer related. And... Um, you know, and it's, you know, young people seem to be able to switch on a computer and understand it straight away and be kind of the older generation don't and it's kind of, it's no secret and yeah. I class myself as one of the older generation and I'm, you know, I grew up with computers, I can use uh, Microsoft and all that stuff but using all these computer design packages is kind of foreign to me. Yeah. And it's a huge opportunity. I, I, I think, you know, there's, you know, this is me, that's a whole rebalancing in the industry. You know, we're talking about retail, all the shops are going to be shut down, everyone's been made redundant. To me, I'm just looking at it and going, what a great resource. Mm. I, I'm, I'm excited by it because I'm thinking, actually, we can go and get those and we can get them into our industry because they're needed. There's, there's, there's jobs there in the industry because it's all of the people working in the industry all retiring or going, going back to Europe. Yeah. So it's kind of, it's, that's why I think it's an exciting time. Next, exciting. next next three to five years, yeah. everyone's doing gloom. I think, oh, actually, this is great. Yeah. Very good. Is there anything I should have asked that I haven't asked? What do you want to say about the program? What do you What do you think it's like working on a construction site, George? If anyone, any other young person's listening to this, or parents of a young person that so actually should listen to this, what What would you What would you say is good about it? Uh, I say it's good experience. You get because uh, you get to work with many different people that you get on site. It's not just one per, uh, person and personality. You'll find you'll speak to lots of different people, people that speak different languages. So it does help you with. Um, getting to know people and how to communicate with different people. Uh, And also it does build your confidence a lot because you're speaking to so many different people. It builds your confidence up and you think, okay, I can speak to this person. I can now speak to them. And also on site, you don't get a lot of people that look down on you. It's also everyone's equal, everyone's balanced. um, And you've got to work together to get the outcome of building whatever the building is. And you said before you you had no background in construction, you probably never even looked at a construction site before you joined, you know, and since going on to the construction site, I mean, there's nothing's phased you, has it? It's not, it's not like a, it's not a big secret, is it? It's not complicated. It's, no, it's, it's not overly complicated. You go into it, you don't, you wouldn't know much if you uh, go on to it straight away. But um, through learning, for example, through college, uh, and also through the support of uh, your contractor and for me, K10, uh, you learn the industry learn it's not overly difficult but you just learn, need to learn the basics and as soon as you pick up the basics it's easier from there yeah okay awesome well like i say sign me up so if people do want to find out more um about the program um whether as an apprentice or they want to they're a developer and they, they want to work with you or even just as a supporter how can they reach out and find well if they go onto our website k10apprenticeships.co.uk and um, they'll see application forms. Pete's on there, Pete Bannister. Yep. So you can, there's his email address as well. So if you're going to send him an email, mm-hmm. he'll, he'll, he'll get back to you. But 
think you're all over social media as well. We are, yeah. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, the lot. So, and, and we, we monitor all them accounts um, daily. So if anyone needs to ask any questions. And also, if anyone's listening, uh, we've got a lot of opportunities right now at Heathrow Airport. Um, um, so lots of apprenticeship uh, availability. So if anyone young or parents are listening and think their their, their their child would be interested and they're really, really interested in roles as well, which can, you know, set someone on a massive career path. So um, go on, check, check us out and, and make an application. Cool. Well, thank you all so much for joining me and, and sharing your insights. Um, to stay in touch or find out more, it's The Return Podcast on Facebook, thereturnpodcast.com, also on Instagram. And if you enjoyed or learned something from the episode, please leave a review wherever you get your podcast from, as this helps other people find a benefit from the podcast. Thank you for joining and thanks for listening. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Thanks for listening to The Return. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a review as this really helps other people to find the podcast.